do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cube colorist. This show is like a journal where I talk about all the things my brain has consumed so they do not just sit up there in that dusty attic and slowly drive me insane. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of that possibility. Last, but least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, this one, five stars in iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy peasy Socrates-y. Without further ado, I will now push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers, which I plan to stick to this time. Hmm, I say that often, I never do, but this time I'm going to try to. Like this now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Psychic Car Abilities. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item of the first, you are no doubt aware, is Furious 7, which is the seventh movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. That's a lot of Fs. A lot of words starting with the letter F, I have said. Uh, yeah, uh, so far... Uh, my prediction that uh, the missus would love the first ones more than she loves the latter ones hadn't exactly proved true. We've sort of been meeting in the middle, which sort of makes sense, I guess. Fits my theory a little bit. But uh, this is definitely the movie where uh, I liked it much more than she did. She gave it... Oh, wait. I've been actually writing down and keeping track of this. Uh, she gave it a 3 out of 5. I gave it a 5 out of 5. Because this is what I have been expecting and slash hoping for. Um, for my crazy, over-the-top Fast and the Furious movies. Um, this is where I hoped they were headed from what I had heard over the years. Um, when I stopped watching them, I think after Tokyo Drift, maybe I watched one after. Uh, I did so because they weren't really keeping my interest uh, but then I kept hearing over the years how crazy they were getting and that sort of appealed to me that idea and I could say definitely in this one it's fucking crazy man some crazy shit happens just what I want uh, Deckard Shaw seeks revenge blah 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 okay so we've got uh, the bad guy 
in the form of Jason Statham, which I uh, very much like. Uh, and I think, is he going to be in 8? Yeah, this uh, we're going to watch 8 on the weekend. Oh, just on the note of the Mrs. and I watching these. Uh, we will, when completed, the eighth one, uh, uh, do our own separate Fast and the Furious special podcasts episode, question mark? At the very least, segment. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you note out here, someone is cutting stone in my backyard? Hopefully. That's uh, pretty loud, isn't it? Alright, well... <laughs> Maybe I should pause this. Alright, I'm gonna pause and we'll be back in a sec, hopefully. Okay, I think slash hope that they are done. Uh, but they might not be. Uh, okay, so uh, just to wrap up, uh, if we're gonna talk anything about this movie other than its craziness is that this was the film uh, in which Paul Walker died during the filming or just after the filming. Uh, just after or during enough that they were able to film sort of a scene, a tribute to him. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but had heard from multiple sources that the way they handled it was, was pretty incredible. And I, I gotta say, definitely true. Uh, both of Mrs. and I, tears of flowing. Uh, very, very sad. But uh, sad and done in such a way that uh, you don't feel super depressed afterwards. You feel maybe a little uplifted. So good stuff furious seven uh okay next is alien colon covenant oh the most recent alien movie that is somewhere not in the time period that would indicate that it's the last in the franchise it's somewhere in the middle uh i guess this is like just post prometheus is that how you could look at it uh, the the thing about jumping around in time in terms of where your franchise takes place is uh, sometimes you don't know where things are happening and you know what to be honest it doesn't matter similar to fast and furious 7 friggin love this movie uh crazy over the top ridiculous uh filling in some story things some some lore uh filling in some some canon as far as how the aliens came to be which uh, i love that sort of shit uh, I, I don't think this movie, yeah, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, not too bad. Uh, I'd go uh, a solid 4 with some definite cool 5 out of 5 moments. Uh, but, as I often say, I am a unprofessional reviewer of things and that I like almost everything. Uh, the crew of a colony ship bound for a remote planet discover an uncharted paradise. Well, it was never really paradise, even from the, the first moment. I guess it kind of cool looking maybe at first uh with a threat beyond their imagination and they must attempt a harrowing escape yeah that uh that sums it up nicely uh okay uh movie the third absolutely anything from 2015 starring simon pegg and kate beckinsale kate god damn beckinsale jesus uh, yeah, uh, this one flew under the radar. I had never heard of it. Uh, it showed up in my Netflix queue. Looked uh, interesting. I've never seen a Simon Pegg movie that I haven't enjoyed, so I figured, hey, why not? Also, did I mention Kate Beckinsale? Jesus. Uh, a group of eccentric aliens confer a human being with the power to do absolutely anything as an experiment. 
What? Yeah, so basically, uh, these alien dudes uh, start watching Earth and have done this to other planets. Um, they give someone on the planet the ability to do absolutely anything just by waving their hand and see what that person does with that power. If they presumably do good things with absolute power, um, then the planet lives. If they do bad things, selfish things, then the planet is destroyed. Seemingly sounds like... Uh, basically all planets get destroyed in this manner for the reason that, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. This name of this movie is absolutely anything. I get it. Uh, yeah, Simon Pegg's good. Uh, it's very much like a click, like the movie Click with Adam Sandler or, or Bruce Almighty in that sort of vein. I, I always enjoy movies of this ilk. Uh, this one, no exception. And plus, you've got a talking dog uh, who's voiced by Robin Williams. So, that's that's kind of nice. Oh, uh, yeah, John Cleese did one of the alien voices. Uh, I did, uh, I, I just read that, but I, I did realize... Oh, Terry Gilliam did one, too. Uh, and Eric Idle? Did he do the third one, it looks like? Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, Rating-wise, like, I'll go like a solid four. Uh, as I say, I like these movies... Uh, so, fuck off. I, I rate how I want to rate things. Uh, last movie, since you heard we're out of time, so we'll just do it quick. Uh, Nobody Speak, colon, Trials of the Free Press. Uh, this jumps around a bit, but uh, probably some of the main focus is the trial between Hulk Hogan and Gawker. Uh, that whole where he won a shit ton of money for, the, his, uh, for them posting his sex video thing. Uh, and what it means for the free press and uh, didn't go into as much sort of fake news sort of thing as I was hoping I was I hope it was gonna like give examples of how news has posted fake things although I suppose you could find them anywhere sadness uh, nobody speaks trials of the free press uh, I go like a three maybe a little less uh, didn't blow me away Today's television talk sponsor is Giant Tardigrade Gatorade. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, talking television, specifically Star Trek Discovery episode number three. I have a feeling, uh, similar to when, as rare as it seems, uh, Doctor Who is on the air. Uh, when Doctor Who's on the air, I, I find myself, during television talks, almost always bringing back the episodes. And I feel like with Star Trek Discovery... A uh, similar vein that will be happening. That most episodes I will probably bring back uh, just because of my huge, enormous, uh, giant, big, other words that mean these things, love of Star Trek. Uh, I, I sort of do something that I don't do for much in the way of my media consumption. Uh, almost nothing, in fact. Uh, and that is turn everything off, don't look at my phone. Uh, just put on Star Trek, sit there and watch it, and that's all you do. Like, most of my media consumption comes in the form of doing multiple things at once, be it playing video games while watching a movie, be it watching a show while on your phone looking at shit. Like, uh, I'm usually, that's how I do stuff. But uh, with this, with Doctor Who, 
I, I just sort of zone into it and let it wash over me and it's nerdy nerdy goodness and I gotta say I'm I, I'm digging this uh, I know people don't like uh, the how some of the canon things how some of past the, uh, past Star Trek shows and such are not seemingly as used or emphasized or canonized that's probably not the right way to use that uh, as they could be and I do agree with that fact uh, I, I would like to see some more tips of caps to previous things not the movies um, that being said uh, you do have to experiment and try new things and uh, I'm all for that especially when it turns out something that is more uh, seemingly headed towards the feel of a Deep Space Nine just in terms of uh, having characters be more of the focal point than necessarily the stories themselves. Uh, uh, that's why Deep Space Nine was my favorite. They were not on a ship zooming all over the place doing cool shit necessarily. Uh, because they were on a station you had to focus more on the interactions between the characters and they did something that had never really been done in Star Trek to any large degree which was uh, have characters maybe not like each other maybe they have friction between one another and this very 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 much so uh, is exploring that same territory which uh, I love it, it, it adds an extra layer uh, where people are just sort of in Star Trek say the next generation you have cool stories and stuff but uh, sometimes the characters can be a little on the bland side and you look at them uh, like there's that whole Gene Roddenberry idea of uh, in the future we will have lost uh, not the ability but we will have overcome the need to fight amongst ourselves so much so that there's no friction between people which seems unlikely <laughs> that doesn't seem like something that will ever go away just humans being humans uh, so the fact that uh, in this Oh, fuck. Uh, in, in this, uh, we're definitely having friction among the people, and uh, in this episode, Context is for Kings, uh, that friction comes from uh, the main girl, Michael, and the captain of the Discovery, uh, whatever his name is, I'm not good with names, um, how they're sort of thrust together uh, and seemingly are going to be kind of sort of kind of sort of forced to work together it's the captain's choosing but he's sort of using uh, Michael as a resource it almost feels like um, one of my main sort of takeaways of the feel of this episode it was like a creepy dark one which I like uh, but reminded me like a freakish a freakish amount of uh, the Doom uh, video game series specifically there's a bad guy in Doom and the Doom 3, I think, specifically. Uh, like, the dark hallways, and uh, everything's sort of pitch black, and all you have is light, and there's this giant fucking creepy... It looks like a giant tardigrade. If you don't know what that is, Google it! Today's book banter sponsor is Spirit Spirits. Uh, okay, so uh, I think the guy's done. Uh, what I think was going on in my backyard is like there, uh, there's like a little walkway that goes from like my back door 
to a sidewalk and there's like a spot where it was this like dirt between the walkway so I think they're just putting <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> they're just putting in uh, like a piece of slab or something like that and they and you could tell that like a normal size one wouldn't fit so I guess they just cut it that's what that sound was which he's done it twice and there's two slabs so presumably he's done uh, although maybe he'll have to do the neighbors now fuck <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh, okay yeah that's what happens when you podcast you never know uh all right so here we're talking uh bar rescue colon john ain't afraid of no ghosts oh yeah that was a specific episode and, and maybe some others okay so this is from season four episode i don't know like a lot in there uh number of episodes 58 wait that can't be right how many episodes are in season four uh, 61 to 71, 81, Jesus, 91, that's a fucking shit ton of episodes, man, holy fuck, 110, maybe it is, 58 episodes in one season, this guy's fucking insane, I've never seen anything like this, Bar Rescue, season 4, 58 episodes. I, I don't know what to say. My mind's boggled. Oh, fuck. There goes the thing again. Alright, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll pause this and pause my timer and we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Okay, they might be done. Uh, it's a possibility. You never know. Anyways, uh, so 58 episodes. Season 4 is the longest season of Bar Rescue to date, having been on the air for nearly two years. How... How is it even possible? This is not what I was... I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about a specific episode. One that I had heard tale of, uh, and had been dying to see, and had seen fucking a metric shit ton of episodes, and now that explains. There's so many of them. Uh, but never seen this one. Uh, it's one where they go to a bar, as they do, in order to quote-unquote fix it up. And uh, the bar is haunted, which is a haunted bar. So what do you do when you got a haunted bar and you need to fix it? You, of course, call in <laughs> Matt Myra and uh, Jordan Morris, two uh, fellow podcasters, I suppose, technically. They do it a little more on the professional side. Um, in fact, uh, just listening to Matt Myra uh, record uh, Star Trek The Next Conversation right before I started this, uh, Jordan Morris from the Jordan Jesse Go podcast, um, super nice dude in that, just in general, seemingly, and also a couple of times I've tweeted at him, and uh, he's always been very, very kind, uh, so thanks for that. Uh, plus, two of the quickest, funniest, just people, period, uh, so to get them involved on the show on a show that I watch anyways, a show that I watch with the missus, that the missus and I seemingly reaching the saturation point where we've seen almost every episode. It's fast approaching, sadly. Um, so I, I hope uh, that they sort of do this in other episodes where they get funny people to be the uh, early investigators. I get you. If you're unfamiliar with Bar Rescue, uh, so there's a bar, it's in trouble, John Taffer's gonna help it, how does he do so? Step one, send in a couple of people sort of undercover to check it out. 
and see what is wrong with it. Uh, step two, come in and yell at everyone. Uh, <laughs> this is lots of yelling. He he definitely, John Taffer, a firm believer in tearing people down so that you can build them up again. Seemingly, that's his like number one motto. Um, step three is a test uh, where he'll sort of flood the bar with a shit ton of people. Uh, step four is fix the bar and everyone loves each other and everything is rosy and good in the end. Love, Bar Rescue, this episode, 5 out of 5. Game Gavin. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is Atlantis Brand Sponges. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, talking Rick and Morty episode, season three, rather, episodes four to seven. Uh, similar to uh, Star Trek, uh, I, I do with these as well. Maybe to, admittedly, a slightly lesser degree. Uh, sort of shut everything off and focus just on this. Uh, let's let's say in the high 90% I do that uh, with these because I don't want to miss anything and I feel like uh, with a show that has this much going on in every episode, uh, the possibility of missing things is uh, high, let's say. Also, there's that whole... And, and, and I never really go in for this or do any of it myself, certainly. Uh, it's fan theories... Uh, I've heard interviews with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland where they say uh, people have just innumerable, some very logical, some totally fucked up uh, fan theories about what's going on in this show, uh, which they take as a compliment, which uh, I think they should, very much so. Uh, but they also are not uh, sort of listening to it in the sense of, uh, oh yeah, that's a good idea, let's take that. Or they don't have theories of themselves because, uh, I, I don't know, you, you could find an interview of them talking about it and they'll obviously do a much better job than I would, but the sort of gist is uh, they don't want to be trapped in this sort of giant overall fan theory that fits every single episode because that makes writing seemingly incredibly difficult to do that. And also they like the idea of people just sort of having theories of their own. So uh, I get it. I get it. All right. So what do we got? Uh, item the fourth. Episode the fourth. Vindicators 3, The Return of World Ender. What? <laughs> I feel like that's not really giving it away. Uh, and Morty's insistence, Rick agrees to join the Vindicators. Oh yeah, this one was cool. So it's like a sort of Justice League group that uh, they join for a time. Uh, seemingly, uh, Rick, not a big fan of them, which uh, being not a big fan of lots of things, I guess it shouldn't come as much as a surprise that he doesn't like a group of sort of do-gooding uh, superheroes, so much so, in fact, that uh, he gets sort of blackout drunk, and during a mission, he sort of uh, creates a series of traps, saw-like traps, you might say, uh, that trap <laughs> the, the team in it, uh, doesn't remember doing it, so he's also trapped, uh, pretty, 
pretty, pretty good. And uh, this is something, uh, this episode has something that I love uh, that happens quite often. And this show happens in shows like Adventure Time, uh, Justice League as well, lots of shows of, uh, well, I don't know, I was going to say of this ilk, but of any ilk could do it. And that is where it's like a group of people uh, with varying different powers. Uh, and I like sort of the crazier the better. Like here we have uh, a million ants, which is, you guessed it, a million ants. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to explain that. There's like a train conductor guy. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, the main, excuse me, the main girl, she's got some sort of star powers. Yeah, I don't really know. Seemingly very powerful. Uh, what else was there? Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting someone, and I am. But uh, we'll move on to the next episode. The Whirly Durly Conspiracy. Oh, okay, yeah. So Jerry, uh, Rick takes Jerry to a uh, theme park where uh, you can't be killed. It's got a immortality field, I do believe they call it. Uh, so when you're in the field, you could do anything. You shoot yourself in the head, and uh, you'd be fine. That sort of thing. Uh, people, uh, beings within this want to kill Rick. Uh, why don't they just not kill him while he's in there? Anyway, so they have a plan that involves Jerry, blah, 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 bling, bling, blah. Uh, and last but not least, rest and Rick relaxation. Little R&R. Six day outer space adventure. Oh yeah, sometimes you just need to chill out a bit. And we'll leave it at that. Oh, seven. Shit, we forgot one. Well, we'll we'll get it maybe next time, or we'll forget to. One of those two things will happen. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is a flea collar, but for fleas. Item the first is Elise Willems on the Kind of Funny Gamecast. Yes. Uh, f probably, yeah, I, I think I could say this. Uh, Elise Willems, my favorite person from the YouTube channel Fun House. Uh, also, she's Canadian, so there's extra points for that, of course. Uh, appeared on one of my favorite uh, YouTube uh, podcasty video gamey mash em up uh, things. Uh, kind of Funny Gamecast. Uh, with uh, funny dudes over there as well. So, what I did was uh, watched uh, the entire hour while streaming. Which, uh, if you go to uh, Twitch and type in a Libro Cube, you will see a anthropomorphic polar bear streaming video games for some reason. What you will also see is in the uh, top left, yes, left corner of his streams will be perhaps a movie playing. Perhaps a video podcast playing, uh, like this one. Uh, yeah, because that's what I've uh, been doing over on Twitch, so uh, why don't you go check that out, and you'll have so many good things coming at you at once that uh, you won't know what to do. And on the second, no clip Witcher docs. Oh yeah, uh, so this is very, very cool. Uh, pretty consistently, I would say, in fact, maybe every single time, uh, whenever uh, Danny O'Dwyer over at Noclip, his YouTube channel, posts anything, I will bring it back here just because it's such incredibly high content, uh, high value, high uh, amazingness, highly done well content uh, that I can't help but talk about it. 
Uh, even the ones like uh, he did one on Rocket League. Rocket League is a game I played, but uh, I, I didn't get the hype that a lot of people seem to have. Uh, whereas with this series on The Witcher, I very much do get the hype. Uh, you know what? I'll make myself a mental note, Jordan. Mental note. Uh, try again to get the Witcher books. For some reason, I think I couldn't find them. Uh, yeah, did I say that his latest series of docs are on The Witcher on various subjects about it? Well, I did now. And uh, so, so, so very good. And, and taking it from sort of different angles and, and, and different ways of sort of attacking the, the subject of how a video game came to be. Uh, just, just incredible. I think there's going to be six, and I think I've watched the first four or five. I can't remember, but uh, check them all out, and uh, definitely consider the the Danny O'Dwyer's stuff in general because it's all good. Uh, next we have Terry Crews on Hot Ones. Oh yeah, I hadn't spoken of Hot Ones in a while. Uh, he had Wanda Sykes on, uh, so the missus and I watched that one, actually. I, I should have spoken of that one. Uh, she, my, uh, the missus is a huge Wanda Sykes fan, so uh, definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, this one was Terry Crews. Uh, also fucking good, man. Uh, it's, it's fun to see, like, a, a giant of a muscular of a man. Like, Terry Crews have trouble eating wings because they're so hot, so uh, that's pleasing. Uh, so uh, check that out. Uh, next is a podcast because you got to get at least one in here. Oh yeah, I guess the Gamecast is a podcast. Really, it's a video podcast. Whereas this is not. It's called Stop Podcasting Yourself. I have spoken of it several times on this podcast. Uh, but uh, a guest came on uh, that I love so much. Uh, I had to bring it up here because that's what I do in the internet intercourse segment of this podcast. The guest was Brent Butt. You may know Brent Butt from Corner Gas, a show that I do believe uh, probably a while ago, like when I first started this, I bet, uh, spoke of Corner Gas. Uh, I've seen every episode two, three times now because every once in a while I will re-watch them all because I fucking love that show. Um, so he was on, super, super funny dude. Uh, one of the favorite things of him on this is I found out he's uh, doing, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got his own podcast. Uh, he, he, like, plugged stuff on this podcast that I didn't know existed. So for that reason alone, I'm glad I listened. Uh, and I can guarantee once I subscribe to his YouTube channel and his podcast, I will bring it back to Internet Intercourse. I have no doubt for the reason he is fucking hilarious. Love him. Brent Butt. Uh, kind of nice to respond to a funny tweet I sent to him once. Uh, he said something. He tweeted something. I joked about the thing he tweeted. He joked back to me. We had a joke back and forth, no less. Uh, last but not least. Uh, no, I, I strike that. Last but extremely least is the new iTunes podcast app. Fuck. Fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, we're out of time, so I don't need to go into details. Uh, I never... Wait, no, fuck this. Hey, stop. Oh, I can't even do this. Done and done. No, I'm not done. And I mean done. Okay. And I mean done. I'm not done. Uh, yeah, we're getting into this. Uh, whenever there's an iTunes update, things change. I never give a shit. Uh, you know, some of it's not good. Uh, quite often things will be different that you'll just have to get used to them and it's no big deal. Uh, get the, the getting used to them often is a pain in the ass, but with time you will. However, uh, and, and I never make a big stink about it and what, whatever, lots of people freaks them out and then there's another one, so who cares. Uh, however, 
this is the first time where uh, they've done an update and the changes to the uh, podcast app, which I use literally all day, every day, like that, that sounds like an exaggeration, but no, like I, I, I wake up, I drive to work, I work, I drive home from work, all of that while listening to podcasts and they've so fucked it up that it has... Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. They've lost the ability that if you push play, uh, it will go from one podcast to the next. That's probably first and foremost. Uh, the way that the podcasts are now uh, arranged, I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. You, you can't... The, the levels of, of, of being able to control and look at things... Are, are so much less than they were. Like, they've taken away so many things that I use on a regular basis. Like, uh, it, it was so shitty that I started looking for the new podcast software uh, to the degree where I even found one that was okay. Uh, it wasn't great either. I think it was Podcast Lasso, it was called. Uh, like, uh, I even went into that and subscribed to anything, but it, it was pretty shit as well. So I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if you're listening to this and can recommend a good podcast app other than the iTunes one, uh, or a way to make it go back to the old way, because it was, it was pretty perfect. Like, uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and, and now it sucks. The big one. Folks, it's nice to be nice to the nice. I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper